All right, and welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Tail, and I'm your host, Joe Zair Jr., and with me is Ryan Greening. How's it going tonight, Ryan? Hey, Joe, going pretty well. How about yourself? Not so hot. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Had a very, very rough week. Um, came home on Monday from work. My wife looks at the back of my neck, and she goes, Oh, you have ringworm. You can't go to jiu-jitsu, which she's 100% right. Um, so I go out on my bicycle on Monday night to get some exercise. You know, I was talking about getting a new bike last week Mm -hmm. and I just ate shit going about 20 miles an hour. (laughs) No shirt, nothing. And just, Ooh, it was painful. No shirt, no shoes, no service. I had, I had, uh, did you end up eating hamburger for dinner? Yeah, pretty close. Um, my right arm, I didn't put it in the picture, but that was um, squirting plasma for a few days. Oof. It was gross. But yeah, yeah, sounds like it. What are the what are the physical uh, representations of ringworm that she was able to catch that? It's about a dime-sized red circle. And it just popped up. Uh, it's like, oh man, I can't, you can't infect your teammates with that. It's been on the mat. We think we know who's been spreading it, so he's out for a while, which is good. I'm out. I I've been hitting it with the Lotrimin and whatnot. I have to go to the doctor on Tuesday because it just won't go away. So I've actually been getting depressed just sitting here. It's like God, I I want to go choke some people. As messed up as that sounds, <laughs> my elbows and my shoulders and my neck—they actually feel good. It's. It, it's not right. I mean, that sounds funny, but I kind of like having a sore elbow from letting an arm bar go too long or sore neck or this or that. It makes me feel more accomplished, let's say. Well, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, so I rebuilt my A-scale buggy this weekend. So, how was your week? It was good. Uh... What if I told you I played with an RC car this weekend? I'd say you're lying. Well, I'm not lying. <laughs> I Thursday night came, and I didn't get a text message for any jobs for work on Friday. Okay. So I loaded up my 10th scale truggy, headed up to FTR for some practice laps on the fresh layout. Okay. Uh, put about, put, I only put three packs through because most of the time I was... Uh, commiserating with all my RC buddies that I haven't seen in a while. Right. But uh, yeah, got out, drove, tried to tried a couple different tire combos that I I have not driven the Truggy outdoors yet. So what combos did you try? I I started with some calibers. Okay. Because the tr- the track temp was already at like ninety degrees. Yep. When I put my first set out there, so I I didn't throw any of my super soft or green combo or compound stuff on the track I, I stuck to just the soft compound stuff so i i did calibers first they they weren't that great um i wasn't expecting them to be i just wanted to kind of like knock the edge off yeah. of them yep so they'd be ready to go if i used them one day and then i switched to whole shots and everything was groovy that's about it too right there yeah and i figure if I do end up racing that thing outdoors, 
this summer, which I probably won't, but if I do, um, I think the caliber will work when the grip comes up. Okay, okay. But, you know, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head right there for outdoor off-road racing. Um, if there are, if it's not up to bar tires, if you get lost in tires, just go back to whole shots and start over again. <laughs> sure. That's with everything, not just mini truggy. Yeah. Yeah, so a good I, yeah, I only tire. got three packs in, so I was kind of bummed about that. But um, I had a fun night planned. We went to a St. Paul Saints game, nice. which if you haven't been, it's it's a hoot. Uh, it's not just a baseball game. It's a show. Bill Murray on the Saints? Yeah, he's part owner okay. of the Saints. Um, and it kind of comes out in their showmanship a little bit, too. There's a lot, there's a lot of wacky, funny stuff going on. There's... There's plenty of stuff to distract you if you're not a baseball fan. You That's can still have fun. It's exactly at a what I game. need. Yeah. But we got treated to an awesome game. Tons of offense, which, you know, is about the only thing to a non-baseball fan that makes baseball fun. So, yeah, that was really cool. And then Saturday night, I went and saw Queen. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that with uh, Adam Lambert? It's Adam Lambert, yeah, doing How the is vocals. He? Um, he, he's a fantastic singer and he basically fits the bill, you know, for the name of the band. Oh yeah. So for sure. Um, he's pretty much perfect. Uh, you know, nobody, and he even said it himself, you know, nobody can replace Freddie Mercury, but if somebody's going to pay homage to him, uh, I think he does a fantastic job. Right. So, right. and that's not, the thing I've said, sorry, I, go ahead. Oh, I just, I don't know queen's whole catalog and i mean there was a lot of queen super fans there they the xl energy center was totally sold out all the you know seats that sell for hockey games plus the whole floor was covered with people so they absolutely jammed them in there and those those guys have been touring for like eight years yep or something like that together which yeah. i wasn't aware of i only heard of them doing this a couple of years ago when they came to the xl center last and anyway, uh, they put on a great show. I I don't know Queen's whole catalog. You know, I know I, the same yep. seven songs that everybody knows. I know basically every. I know basically all of Freddie. I don't know if there's new songs with Adam Lambert, but I know of all Freddie Mercury Queen because on the way to the RC track, Senior would either pop in a Led Zeppelin cassette or a Queen cassette. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, great, great music. One of the you know, one of the things I always wished that I would have been able to see is is to see Freddie Mercury we were perform live. Almost so. old enough. Yeah, right. He died in ninety one. We were both born in eighty two, right? Correct. Yeah, I figure uh, we're the we're the same age, so yeah, almost old enough to see him. I think my first concert was Guar. No kidding. Yeah. That's pretty gnarly for your first one. Yeah. <laughs> Who took you? Uh, it's just me and a bunch of neighborhood thugs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Quote unquote thugs. Just God, a bunch I almost of... forgot about Guar. Dude, they they keep people in the band keep dying, but they keep replacing them, and they're not the same band anymore. <laughs> okay. I just on YouTube earlier today I saw Steel Panther just yeah. released a new video. Yeah. And it's actually pretty damn good. Oh really? Uh, we saw Steel Panther at a. RC race. <laughs> what? 
Yeah, we were at, uh, uh, this was in 2009 at the Duluth County Fair. That's when they had an MNRC race during the county fair. And Steel Panther was playing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So a couple of years ago, I begged. I'm like, dude, let's just put the MNRC race during their county fair. Something happened. That county fair is the lamest pile of garbage there is. They literally have like a weird Christian group running out to the crowd of people trying to recruit people. Yeah. That's like one of yeah, the things. We, we did do it that weekend a few years ago, didn't we? Yep. And it was okay. Not yeah, good it was anymore. super down. Yeah. There wasn't much going on. I remember I was I was all pumped up because I'm like, oh yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have fair food, but by the time we finished qualifying, the the whole thing was shut down. Yep, that's how it kind of goes. Uh, the one time when Steel Panther was there, and we were done qualifying, and Steel Panther just started. I think is like nine thirty at night. But also back then, we could run till midnight. We could run all hours of the night if we wanted. Now the curfew for nitro vehicles is 10 o'clock because they built housing around there. Hmm. So Interesting. It's not as fun as it used to be the fair, but the track's still awesome. Speaking of, next week, the weekend of August 17th, the MNRC is going to have another round up in Duluth. Man, I really wish we'd go up there twice a year, but we don't. But it's going to be a nice August race, hopefully. Hopefully the R word doesn't happen. Did they traditionally have the same uh, number of entrants between two rounds up there? We... It was always pretty... See, so back a while ago... Before Torben Mersch came along and Joe Kilinowski came along, we were going to stop coming up there because the locals wouldn't support the MNRC and the track was trash. It really was back in the day. And then guys who cared came along. They started supporting the series. And it was between when we had multiple races, it was between... One of them was in the horse barn. So that one we got like 113 entries for. I remember that specifically. And then the one outside we had like 135. Sure. So, but the Duluth crew has started supporting the race out there. They've been doing a good job on the track. Um, they're changing the layout today. So I don't even know what the layout's going to look like. Um, I've been told they're not going to screw around. They are going to calcium. They might do it Wednesday night or Thursday morning. So it really grooves up during the Thursday night race, and it's going to be super sweet for the weekend. Awesome. That is if the forecast stays happy. Yeah, is it happy for now? 30%. I mean, that's about it. Sadly, I'm tenting it. That's going to suck, but... Nah, it doesn't have to. You got a decent mattress? I'm going to get one before the race. I'm not a fan of tents. I need to shower, but 
last year we found a truck stop with showers in Superior. And um, we found a Buffalo Wild Wings in Duluth that is going to have the fights. Because the biggest card of the year is next Saturday. I'm not going to miss them. Who's considered the biggest card of the year? We got Stipe Miocic versus Daniel Cormier for the heavyweight championship. And then um, Nate Diaz versus Anthony Pettis for... Hey, there's a name I know. I know that Nate Diaz guy. Yeah. There's another huge fight on there. I forget. If I know that name, he must be old. Oh, they're both pretty old. Okay. So, anyways... Um, sorry, I'm just screenshotting questions all of a sudden. Sure. So, um, they're, so they're changing up the track this week. Uh, that's Lake Superior RC club, Proctor, Minnesota. For those of you that aren't aware it is, it's a must. Yeah. If you have the time, you should be going to that race. The track is fantastic. It's right next to Duluth. So there's, you know, a plethora of options for entertainment you don't have to waste your entire Friday at the track running laps. You can right. go have a blast in town. You can. There's excellent food everywhere. Right. So, highly recommend that one. I am gonna waste my time burning laps because I just got to get back in my mojo again. Okay. But you're looking for your mojo. Where yeah, to go? I don't know, man. But you know, you're right. It's a great place. But unless you're loaded, tent. Get a tent or a camper or whatever. Because I was looking at the hotel down the road, and I think it was like 180 a night or something like that. Woof. Yeah, uh, yeah. Duluth is tough for hotels the on motel the weekend. The Motel 6 was 100. Ooh, that's a stretch. I've done it, and it's awful. You could never get me to pay 100 bucks for a Motel 6 that's unless a- it was, you know, for something fun. That's the absolute cheapest, and I was going to do the <laughs> Airbnb gig. And because Airbnbs were pretty reasonable, seventy to eighty bucks a night, but then they put on these back end cleaning fees that were like fifty bucks a night. So you're getting screwed there too. So we're gonna do a tent. Um, Rob Patrick and Jeff Ford are gonna be nice enough to let me uh, put food and stuff in their fridge. Hey, I'm cool. still on a stupid diet. So. Anyways, hey, you got results for uh, FTR yesterday? Yes, FTR Summer Series, the one-day series that everybody loves. Yeah. Up at Sean Van Dalen's Full Throttle RC Raceway. Um, it, it, was like a, they, it was a delayed program. Yeah, I was going to say, so, it looks like they battled with the rain and won. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, Sean usually wins when, uh, when he battles with the rain. He knows so. how to dry his track. Between between Sean and, and all the people that pitched in, they started qualifying around 3.30, which is extremely late. Yeah. But um, if I'm not mistaken, I think they still did a full program. I think they had two quals and mains. And let's see. I've, I've got all the classes. So Nitro Buggy, uh, Seth Van Dalen takes the win, followed very closely by Kyle Holmberg. And out of town, ace Ashton Abdul in the JQ car, taking third place in that one. Okay. Um, E-Buggy, 
Kyle got the better of Seth in that one, so Kyle Holmberg takes the win. Seth Van Dalen comes in second. Clayton Cardaluca rounds out the podium in third. Um, Kyle said that he, he thinks he found a, a new good base setup for his e-buggy. Yeah. So if you're, if you're struggling with your nitro car, maybe that'll translate. Maybe you'll have to get with Kyle at all. He did say um, he needs brighter bodies for night racing he couldn't tell oh, sure. what the rear of his car was doing yep so he's he's planning on doing the the ryan mayfield deal and, and getting some night bodies kind of invert season. the paint job a little bit make the white more right. prevalent yeah i think he was looking at putting white towards the back okay towards the back of the scheme so anyway that's you know that's becoming more and more popular for right. for young guys and old guys mm-hmm. so makes sense uh truggy yep Truggy must have been a barn burner because Sean Van Dalen take, takes the win. Conrad Basie finished 0.1 seconds back. <laughs> and Clayton Cartaluca finished third again. Um, they all cycled through the lead, but I think they were cycling during their pit stops. Gotcha. But still, yeah, Conrad tracked Sean down at the end and, and just missed it by 0.1 seconds. So. Ah pretty cool there open four-wheel drive otherwise known as the truggy class yep um ashton abdul actually borrowed zach van dalen's truck his techno truck and took the win with that one put it to sean sean van dalen finishing second and sam savakul finished third i believe with his four-wheel drive buggy nice sportsman class uh chelsea reigns is on a roll yeah so she took the win. Carter Gosh ended up in second place. Carter, and first time he's raced since the Dome, I believe. Has it been that long for him? I think it has. And, man, the more wheel time that kid gets, he's going to get better very, very quickly. Yeah. Yep. And Vicky Spicer takes third in the sportsman class. Cool. And that pretty much does it for their honorable mentions. My buddy, Bruce St. Ives of Busy Bodies. He does some painting work on the side. Um, so anybody that's looking for RC paint for the upcoming indoor season, Get it Bruce is now. currently taking orders in now. Yeah. Uh, Bruce St. Ives won a heat in Truggy, so big shout out to him. Yeah, yeah. I, he's a busy guy. I just wish he'd race more, but he's a cool <laughs> guy to have the, at the track, but he's busy. He's busy. He, he's a, you know, he's a, an involved family man, and... His kids aren't interested in RC. So right, right. In, in order for him to do the RC thing, he's got to pull himself away from all of them for the entire day. And, yeah, sometimes it's tough to do. Yeah, that's why the MNRC is the only race where I really don't have to bring Joey because it's a full weekend deal. And sure. he, he's not ready for the big tracks yet. Sure. Um. I was going to say, Kyle did send me a setup before this podcast started. And we got in a little bit of a conversation about pistons. And I just, like, dude, I'll run what you tell me. And I'll order these tapered pistons. But it's like, every time I tried something on the Mugen or the Associated, I always went back to the same Kyosho pistons that are in his first stock setup. Okay. I don't know. It's I, I liked them. 
and I guess he uh, he started out the season with the MIP, but he's not liking that for when the grip comes up because it makes the car way too responsive. Okay. It's man, the piston game's almost as tough as the tire game. Well, apparently this new setup that Kyle came up with for eBuggy, Clayton ran it too. Okay. And Clayton said he loved it as well, and he he finished on the podium too. So two out of the three cars on the podium had a Kyle Holmberg setup on it. Yeah. You know, Ashton Abdul is uh Omaha racer, I believe. He's a JQ driver. Yep. I'll tell you what. Everybody should be listening to that cat. Guess what? I bet you he's got the legit setup. I wouldn't put in the JQ stock setup. I wouldn't put in the Max Moritz stock setup. I would see what Ashton's running. <laughs> okay. Just because his stuff looks so much better than everybody else's. Of, of all the JQ guys I've seen, to be honest. And he's a phenomenal driver, but he's got that car working for him. He's put in the time. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, phenomenal driver. I mean, he he plugged right in with with a 10-scale druggie that, uh, as far as I know, he never drives those cars yep. um, and goes out and wins it. Yep, yep. Should we get into I, I, heard, I heard he had a lot of hard luck in... Um, he was the recipient of the uh, the hard luck marshalling award for the for the day, according to uh, Ben Savakul, who who did most of the race announcing yesterday. Cool. Yeah, that that sucks, but it happens to all of us at least once a year. At least it does, and I heard that Connor Ehlers had a lot of hard luck to both mechanical and with. Um, and with bad marshalling, and uh, according to some other people at the track, they were thinking, you know, they were really impressed with how composed he was in that situation because guys handle that two different ways, right? Yep. So, yeah, it, it's tough because, like, when you crash a nitro buggy and somebody doesn't see you, you can yell, but they're not going to hear you, and that's no. it's tough for me because in ten scale, where I crash, somebody doesn't see me, I'm like, hey, behind you, and they see you and get you. You yell that in nitro, you're, no one can hear you. You don't want to death rev your car upside down. Yep. What do you do? You just sit there until the guy sees you 15, 20 seconds later. That's what you right. do. And it's cool that he can keep composed. I'm, I've been doing a lot better, but I'm still not 100% there yet. <laughs> I'm about 85% there. So I'm, I'm getting better as time goes on myself. So I had, I had one instance this winter where I had a little bit of an outburst, but I, had, you know, I didn't use any profanity or anything like that. Right. So, but I was still, uh, afterwards, I felt a little bad about it. Yeah. So. I, I swear just under normal talking voice to myself <laughs> there you go i mean but that's just for me you know swearing relieves the tension in my head to be honest yeah well absolutely that's you know that's there's medical proof to support that yeah so. and if there's a kid next to me i'll just you know make a noise but if there's adult adults next to me i let it fly because if they're the only ones hearing it well and if you're offended by it 
Yeah, suck it. That's what I got to <laughs> say. Do you want to do a little bit of news and uh, get into questions and get out of here? Yeah, what do we got for news? Got a bit. Um, first off, I'm going to be looking to do a little bit of race directing. Mainly, I'll do off-road. Love doing off-road, but mainly on-road. I don't think I'm racing on-road this winter. Okay. Um, I, it's just way easier bringing the boy with his buggy, racing some clay, coming home. It's just easier. So I think that's what we're going to do. And if there's any announcing gigs out there, you know how to get a hold of me, I'm sure. If you don't, find me on Facebook, Joe Zare Jr. And... Or the Ran Out of Talent Facebook page. So, there's that. I am very experienced. And Joe's Joe's got just about more experience than anybody in the Midwest for announcing and race directing. So, folks out there, if you're looking for somebody to help you with your program, I I don't think you can go wrong with Joe. He, He taught me basically everything that I know about race directing. I don't know a lot, but I, I like to think I'm pretty good at it. So I think I already have the Minnesota State Champs for on-road nailed down this winter. Cool. That's always a fun one at the car show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another quick thing. Let's um, let's do some cool stuff first. The cost of the Yokomo actually went down. Yeah. How do you figure they pulled that off? I don't know. Um, when you when you say that, are you referring to the uh, the Ryan Mayfield DTM three? Yes, the well, I I compared the C A L two to the C A L three because I saw the three ninety nine ninety nine price tag, and I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, man, this is ridiculous. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna make a note about this in the podcast, thinking it was more. So I went back to last June to see what I paid for mine. I paid four fifteen ninety nine for mine back in June for a C A L two. So the Yokomo price is actually going down. Fifteen bucks is fifteen bucks. Fifteen bucks, but man, it's still not that affordable. It's not cheap, dude. You're better off getting the B six point one if you're gonna run carpet at least. If you're gonna run anything, or the Lozy. There's plenty of them out there too. As far as the six point one, and a lot of guys are getting rid of them. Dudes are. You know, signing contracts or yeah. or trying new cars that come out and whatnot. There's there's plenty of stuff out there. I heard the new C, the new, um, let's call it the three series of the Yokomo. Um, I heard that they fixed a lot of the problems with it. So we'll see. A lot of, is that would that be like the narrow setup window? The or? narrow setup window, the crappy jumping, all that. Um, I heard, I didn't look at it too hard, but I heard it looks a lot like a B6. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, this the sincerest form of flattery, right? Right. Well, I mean, people are doing it all over. Like everybody says the B74 looks just like an x-ray. Everybody's stealing from everybody. Yep. So what? <laughs> um, there's a rumor going around. That, uh, rumor. There's a rumor. Cav might have quit S Works. Might might have quit. So it he already might have ditched them. 
there were maybe or maybe somebody's pulling a little something. I saw when would some, we when would we find something like that? Uh, what's the what's the next big eighth scale? Well, event? see, he was supposed to go to the RCGP in October for S Works. Okay, he was already announced, but floating around online, and it disappeared very rapidly. Were two serpent bodies with Ryan Mayfield's or not Mayfield Ryan Cavalieri? Sorry, I get them mixed up. Cavalieri, if I've been saying Mayfield this whole time. Um, but anyways, two serpent bodies with Ryan Cavalieri's exact paint job on them. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. What do you make of that? What do you think of that? Either as some, a move for him. There's. You pile your crap from one hand to the other. You still have the same amount of crap. I I'll be honest. I haven't really heard anything on Cav since he made the switch, other than winning the the Roar on Road uh, modified Nats. That was with the so, Yokomo. So good, so good for him. Yep. But I I don't know if it's maybe I just don't follow the right companies, so I don't get Cav news anymore. But ever since he got off AE. I, I just don't see a lot of what he's doing lately. There's, there's really no news. Um, so the best he did was he was reading, uh, leading the Roar Nationals until, what was it, 8 to 10 minutes where Spencer just blew, blew his doors off. It's like his car went numb. He still held on to that second spot. But he's been hovering around that 13th to sixth position with that with the S Works, sure. But from what I've heard, S Works has a ton of money. So I don't know. It's like I don't know if he's assertive enough. I don't know the guy personally, but it's like when Ryan Mayfield went to Yokomo, Ryan Mayfield drove the cars. He drove the four-wheel drive car, which I believe was a belt drive when he first went to Yokomo. And he drove whatever B-Max 2 version at the Reedy Race. He did pretty well. Brings the car back to Yokomo. He goes, this car is crap. I need this, (laughs) this, this, and this. Because that's Mayfield. Mayfield's right to the point. Month later, he's got his car. And he's crushing. I mean, I wonder if Cav went to S-Works and said, I need this, 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 and this. Or does Cav know to say, I need this, this, and this, and this. Because he was with Associated for so many years, he didn't really have to say anything. Even in the dark um, RC8.2 um, days, where they're using mostly a Kyosho vehicle. Uh, that was before your time. With Associated's first vehicles, there was mo- a lot of Kyosho parts on it. Really? Yeah. Because it was basically they needed a car to beat the jamming, from what I've heard. And they took whatever Thunder Tiger piece of crap, made some changes, and released it. That didn't cut it, so they took a ton of Kyo. Like Cavs' last race with Team Associated, he blatantly just put an entire Kyosho back half, I believe it was on his buggy, (laughs) 
or Mayfield. Yeah, I get it. One of the Ryans. Mayfield's last day. It was literally his last day with Associated. And he just blatantly said, look, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I kind of wonder if he's moving to Serpent or if they were, if it's just fan art. Yeah, Serpent. Really don't know much about their eight scale effort. I know that they, Serpent over the years, because I've had Serpent on-road vehicles. I know that you can pay them. This is direct to the factory. You can pay them, and you won't get your product. Or they'll, like with the Serpent S400 um, touring car, it was an awesome car. I had one. But then all of a sudden, the parts stopped. We're like, what's going on? The parts stopped for it. We we didn't know why. Um, like, half the touring car guys in the country had it. And from what it sounded like was they didn't pay the parts manufacturer and they were going under somebody saved them huh um andrew mallory for the longest time had a billy easton it was a billy easton serpent um prototype four-wheel drive buggy long before they were in any kind of off-road and they sold the design, ended up selling the design to Durango. Okay. That was back in like 07, 08-ish. But Serpent themselves has had financial issues recently, like within 10 years. So, I don't know. I'm kind of leery of them. And ever, <laughs> since they, ever since they had those financial issues, they're not the same anymore. Okay. Their dominant their dominance was in A scale on road and everybody switched to Capricorn or X ray. So because no one's doing Hey, I got serp- some I got some news for you hot off the press. What's up? This is this is just coming from Live R C Okay and my detective skills. Brad Sandvig raced dirt oval today. Really? Yeah, he went to the five ten for their points race. Damn, must have had a rent a ride. Outlaw stock, a main. No, that's what I'm, I'm gonna not be sure what that means. It kind of sounds like it's a sprint car class, nope. but I have no idea what Chris is calling outlaw stock. It's a street stock to where you can go up to a 13.5. Okay. So Brad Sandvig takes the win. Nice. Dirt oval. See, there's your dirt oval d- results there, <laughs> Farmer Johnson. Hey, you know what? Um, I talked to Chris, and Chris just goes, dude. Just bring me your car. Phil dropped off the electronics for you. Let's just get this thing done. <laughs> so when I get paid, I'm going to get a body from McAllister or Jake Hunt. Dude, that Camaro doesn't look like it'd be fast, but it's cool. It's it's beautiful. It's it's different. So there there hasn't been anything remarkably different come in for uh, for the street stocks for right. a long, long time. Right. So that's cool. I had, and then he's got a good-looking late-model body. the The only thing that bugs me about companies that make late-model bodies is they never they never build them with the sweep going up to the to the right front wheel. Yep. I, I know exactly and what you mean. There's there's one company out there. I forget who it is, but they're doing it, and it makes it look so much better when you have the full bumper and it's it's curved the way that it's supposed to be for sure so i was i was kind of bummed 
that they didn't do that with Jason's body. But you know, whatever you can you can cut the corner off yourself, and then you won't rub in the dirt. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's something I I don't know. What do you th- What do you think was was the tipping point for for Jason and all this dirt oval support stuff? Because dirt oval has been popular in its own right for pretty much ever. You know, it's it's always been a separate set of people that are doing it. But it's it's never not been popular. It's been around for decades. I think. So what now? I want to say might get bored. Like all that monster truck stuff, he's making yeah. money off of. But he loves monster trucks. He right. loves monster trucks. Right. And the drag racing stuff. I don't know how well that's selling. Could be selling really well. I mean, he's got Tim Smith pimping that stuff like crazy. <laughs> when Tim Smith decides to do a podcast, him and Matthew Housen, well, Tim got a new job. So I don't know how many more podcasts or when we're going to hear podcasts out of him. Hopefully soon. Yeah, I don't know. I I tried it for a while. I just, there's really nothing that excites me about RC drag racing. Yeah, the way he talks about it, though, it's like... in in the way that he does it. Now, what I can what I can kind of get behind is the stuff with the the short course conversions. Like, if I had, let's say, a neighbor, yeah, you know, somebody that lived right here in my neighborhood that was into RC cars, yep. I could see doing something like that and having a you know having a blast. You go right. out there and set up your timing lights and drink beer and race and whatnot, and it would be a great time. But as far as like yeah, going to an event and doing all the freaking work that it sounds right. like he puts into it just for like just for Whoa. a three second run. Three second, dude, you're going slow. Try uh, yeah. w- with his one cell car. He's doing one six. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I I get exactly what you mean. Um, and the first side you said that's what Jay Khan is doing is they're doing the short cor- they're building stuff to put on short course vehicles I believe. Mhm. Now Proline's getting into that game too. Okay. But I I think I think Jason has his feelers out there and I think he's a smart guy. I think he knows when it's time to pull the trigger on certain things. Do you think somebody should tell him that it's okay to build something other than a Ford body? I think he's got a relationship with them. Good God, he builds so many Ford trucks. I know. Well, hey, you got the Camaro now. Yeah, that's true. No, I get what you mean. Um, all those bodies, and again, you weren't around for it. So back in the day, the fastest of the fast touring car body, this was back in like 2004, 2003. The fastest bodies were a Dodge Stratus. And um, an Alfa Romeo. I don't believe the Alfa Romeo had a model on it. But it was, they used a grill sticker, all that crap. Those bodies weren't licensed. (laughs) Okay. And they did this for years. (laughs) I I don't know how many RC car bodies. I know some of them were licensed. But I know a good chunk weren't. And Protoform got into some shit. And... I don't know if Losey's Alpha, I think they spelled Alpha differently and changed things a little bit. So from then on, 
they have to have relationships and they have to pay for the licensing and they have to get it approved and all that. And I bet Jason has just an easier um, an easier relationship with Ford. It would be my guess. All right. Or he Take just that. loves Ford, which he does. Clearly. I mean, the guy drives a Raptor. He had Bigfoot 4 in his possession for a couple of years. I mean, crap. A couple of dumb things. I got three dumb things I want to run through quick. Tungsten screws are coming in style. Are they? Yep. Or did one company put something on Live RC? One company put something up, but this is the type of bling to get pe- get the dummies hard. But I'll Does it get the dummies hard? I think so. Does it get them hard even when it's a slot screwdriver? I think so. Oh, I know it's gross, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's like that. What are we working on? A slash here? So the thing is, I have the steel version of their screws, which are very affordable. You know, it's like three fifty for ten of them, something like that. The tungsten screws are. I did the math. They're thirty-two dollars and ten. They're they're ten dollars and seventy cents a screw. Think about that for a second. It would cost. Uh, you're doing it for weight, so I get. I mean, you're putting weight as low as possible. It makes sense. It does make sense. It may, but it, it makes me wonder. Like all those titanium screw kits, the ones that were full car, not just the top of the car. <laughs> you, you think those guys are just laughing their ass off at people? Oh yeah. Like, like look sure. at these retards. They're taking all this weight out, and then they put a, you know, then they put a brass plate in. Right, right. Yeah, that's one thing I talked to Dan Williams about that because I never did any titanium until last summer. I'm like, what kind of screw kit should I get for my Muge? And he goes, top half only. Leave the steel in the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. So I, I like their idea. Did did you say it was ten something dollars per screw? Ten dollars and seventy cents per screw. Fuck me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like the idea. I hate that price tag, and I absolutely hate the tooling. <laughs> that is so ugly. The There's cool. no way I would let something with a slot screwdriver be on the bottom of my RC race car. The class that that becomes. A necessity in is a class I will never ever race again. Right. I mean, Zach Donathan. He's he's my guy. He's where I get all my leads. He's where I get the steel inertia screws. I get my phone charge leads from the guy. I get my heated lipo safe from the guy. This is something I can't get behind him on. I hope I hope he sells his stock. That's what oh, I is hope. He d- He's distributing this stuff? Yes. And like I said, I I received some of the steel hardware, and it's super quality. Like, um, the head is way deeper um, on the driver. It's just a nicer setup. And, yeah, I would definitely get the steel inertia. I don't know, though. $10.70 a screw for those tungsten. Ugh. That's unreal. It is. And 
Tungsten is an expensive material, sure. But I really wonder... I really wonder the margin on them. I mean, yeah, everybody needs to make a profit. And like, J JQ never did the live video, but I did have a question on it about, you know, margins and what are guys really making. Because I know what... I know what TCHR used to make off of stuff. And I know what they got it in for and what they sold it for. And what it basically was, was almost a 100% markup. So let's say they got a set of A-arms in for $3.50. They'd mark it at $7, which is reasonable and whatever. I don't know if the tungsten screws would be the same. Sure. Um... Another thing, Horizon announced a really dumb contest this week. Yeah, I wasn't able to find anything on that. What were you talking about? So I, I'm sitting there like, all right, maybe they're going to announce a new Wheeler. Because their Wheeler is just not it. It never has been it. The original 22.4, whatever. It's just the day of a good belt off-road car is over. Nope, it's not it. So I click on halfway through the announcement... We're giving away all these electronics, good ESC, but the rest is just Spectrum crap. And it's got the ser the servo with the receiver built into it, which is something you just don't want. All that. And then it's this golden ticket contest, and they're giving away a set of tires for second and third and fourth and whatever. And I'm like, Okay, sweet. How do we enter? You have to buy a Lozy. You have to buy the new Lozy 5.0 by a certain point, and you have to register it. I guess there's a serial number on these Lozy 5.0s. Or you send a self-addressed envelope like it's 1992 <laughs> to Horizon. I don't know if you need to include anything in that self-addressed envelope. I don't know. I think if you're going to have this big, massive giveaway and act like it's a big deal, be better. Please give away a 5.0. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I, <laughs> this might not be a good example because I don't think they're in business anymore. But um, do you know Upgrade RC? Yeah, I remember that. So they're, they had a contest over like a Black Friday. Um, if you were... If you were a customer over their time, like I got my eye charger wrapped, you were entered into a contest. I won a B5, a KO radio, and a Sonic, a Reedy Sonic motor. Damn, dude. That's a giveaway. Yeah, that was a haul. Yeah. But, you know, a really nice Teak and ESC and then a bunch of other crap isn't a great giveaway. Right. The Spectrum 6040 servo. Ugh. And it's got a receiver built in so it can brown out extra hard. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, one more quick dumb thing. More offensive than dumb. <laughs> and I'm going to put the preamble on it to say... If the woman narrating these videos has... A mental disability. I'll apologize immediately. But I don't think she does. The same woman that did that awful, 
awful, awful history of RC video. Did a history of Brian Kinwald video. And with the same energy and the same crap. Like, they're, they're just things, things that drove through me like a hot knife into butter. Like, she called the double X. He came out with his signature XX buggy. God, I forget what, what she, she's talking about. One of his world championships. He won the Ifamar World Championships. <laughs> the Ifamar. Not Ifmar. The Ifamar. And she called him BK throughout the video, which would be cool if they're talking, yeah, BK or whatever. She's like, BK? <laughs> I am Ron Burgundy. Dude, it was. It's it gets worse. It is worse than the history of oh, RC video. I, that bums me out because the two topics that she picked are are honorable. You know, yes. they're things that probably should be covered. Yes, they're things that we would want to see that. And the about. things in the okay. So this time, the things in the Brian Kinwald video were pretty accurate and factual. Like they're t- she was talking about as. Um, his tire game a little bit, but it was read so deadpan and the mispronunciations and all that. It's like, and again, learn to read a damn script. Yeah. Why, why do you think everybody is forwarding and sharing and pushing these so harder? Do you think they're just getting it and not watching these? You're just like, Oh, look at this. We got to share this with everybody. It's a video about RC. That's part or, of it. Or do you think they're watching it and they're like, "Oh fuck yeah, let's let's get this out there." I think I, I've been trying to th- figure that out. Um, <laughs> it's scary to think about. There's this guy that does um, he does stop motion, like kind of like claymation F1 videos. Yep, and he's got a speech imp- impediment and. But his his videos are just freaking hilarious. Like there's there's a lot of, um, I don't know. There's a lot of entertainment value in it. Yeah. Um. So it's it's unfortunate that that these aren't aren't coming off a little yeah, bit. Yeah. She doesn't better. have a speech impediment. She's just slow and doesn't care. And again, she doesn't care. Yeah. I don't know what abusive husband is making her read this thing, but stop. <laughs> You are making her do it. Can't you tell by the woman's voice? She is not having a good time. Learn to read signals. I'm, I'm uh, surprised you continue to subject yourself to these because I um, I wouldn't have watched the first one if yep. you didn't tell me to. I had I saw it all over the place. You know, every web, RC website or Facebook page or whatever I looked, right, right. looked at had it on there. I had no intention of looking at it and i also you know i i didn't look at the the brian kinwald one because yeah i didn't i didn't have any faith in it you know if, if somebody like trinity or losi or something like that put it out yeah i'd watch oh, it'd it be great it, it'd be great if somebody who actually gave a shit did it <laughs> yeah not that's this, that's the king not you, this you can't mo- shit on the yeah, king like th- that this woman who's being held against her will ma- being <laughs> <laughs> i mean seriously it's, um, I gave it a chance because when I clicked on it, I didn't know it was the same thing. 
I was literally sitting on the crapper today, and I clicked on it. I'm like, oh, I should watch this and send it to Ryan. <laughs> and I watched <laughs> it. I'm like, I should send this to Ryan for different reasons. <laughs> right? It's just, come on. I mean, if you want, hey, I work for scale, and I'll do more than one take. That six-minute video, so when I did a little bit of acting, we did this four or five-minute video for this um, film festival. It took seven hours. Woofta. Yeah, but you know what? That's what you got to do to get things right. You don't just burn through it. <laughs> yeah. We did one. Um, it was pretty close to a full feature. It took us a good eight, nine months to get it done with the low budget and all that stuff we had. Sure. Dude, it's it's not it's not a joke. It's not easy. So anyways, yeah. Dude, it's I, I hit the play button and I saw that really crappy graphic they do in the beginning. So one more quick thing, um, the orb is back, and it's winning club races. What the hell is the orb? <laughs> oh, really? You've never seen the orb? The ugliest <laughs> buggy ever produced. No. It's a front-wheel drive buggy where you put the rear tires on the front. Oofta. Just put it in the Facebook search and go ORB Racing. <laughs> okay. Um, they used to use it. I would have bought one back in the day. Um. But oh you, God! You needed a Durango donor car, plus the conversion was over three hundred dollars. Oh man, it's got trailing arm suspension. Yeah. Dude, it looks like it's doing well. It looks like they're using associated components now, which is smart on their end. <sighs> but yeah, I... simply brilliant. The car feels simply brilliant. Do you know how legal that is to race in the United States? <laughs> How illegal. That's against just about every roar rule made. <laughs> you know, Andrew, who's a stickler for roar rules, you just bring that through his door. He's going to kick your ass right out that door. <laughs> it's a neat buggy, though. No, it's not. It's ugly, but it's neat. Uh, I don't know. It looks like a hermaphrodite desert truck. Yeah, it's neat. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's it, it's weird. It's imagine if that's just the best feeling buggy ever built. What if? Yeah, I might. Yeah, every time I see it, it's like yeah, I might. I'm I might, but no, I just can't. I can't spend the money. If the conversion was more reasonably priced, maybe. I don't know. Um. Let's get into some questions. Ooh, we just got another. <laughs> hey, just just real quick before we move on to that, since we're kind of on the RC video tangent, um, A Main Racing put out a video uh, RC racing tips for beginners. Excellent video. It's about it's about sixteen seventeen minutes long. It's it's fantastic. the The only problem with stuff like this is if you don't know. You know, when you're a brand new person and you don't know where to look and this and that, you don't you don't find stuff like this, right? right? But if you can get this, if you can 
you know, if you're an RC enthusiast, I think you should be sharing this on social media to to grab the attention of anybody that's maybe thinking about getting into racing or just has just has started to dive into it. It it's all great information. I was really happy with what they did. I would have benefited greatly from watching something like that before I got into off road. Oh, for sure. You know, I've been I've been taking the easy approach to new racers. So at Shamrock, there's a bunch of people right next to the track that play pickleball on the tennis courts. Sure. It's pretty neat, actually. Uh, my wife got Joe 3 and I some pickleball paddles and some wiffle balls to play in between rounds. Oh, cool. But anyways, um, they come over. They're like, oh, how much of this cost? All that. I'm like, don't even worry about it. All you need is this track's a slash. For 230 bucks. pull this thing out of the box, and you're racing that same day. Yep. So all I tell them, I said, you need some black tape for the front tires. And then they can figure it out as they go. Right. Uh, it's, you know, get the first you get the updated charger and the better LiPo battery. That's the first step. And then you keep going, and then it snowballs from there, as we all know. Right. Before they know it, they're into a $1,000 vehicle before they even know what happened. <laughs> but you don't go, oh, this is expensive. This costs a thousand bucks here and a thousand bucks there. Yeah, some people are so quick to play that card too. It's like they're showing off. Right. Yeah, you're you're showing off your super cool <laughs> scale motorsports car. When you're in public like that, you're trying to get robbed is what you're trying to do. Right? Yeah. Anyways. So yeah, share that A-main, you know, share that A-main video with anybody asking you about racing cuz a lot is covered. Yep. Very good stuff. Um first questions from Ryan Thompson. I'm going to ask on the mini truggy stuff. You keep talking about it, but I being a noob, I have no idea what kind of truck it even is. It sounds like a trendy class, but it sounds fun too. It is a fad class, like we've said a few times on here, but we're going to have fun with it for a couple more years. Oh, heck yeah. Um, what it is, is a, it's a four-wheel it's a four -wheel drive stadium truck. What they do is they take a four-wheel drive buggy platform. They put on wider arms, wider um, CVDs, uh, taller shock towers, taller shocks, stadium truck tires, and you rip. It's everything a four-wheel drive vehicle a 10 scale four-wheel drive vehicle should be it I is think. um but it's a blast it, they're easy to drive my suggestion is even though i i can handle a faster motor and ryan can handle a faster motor all that stuff i want if you're a noob i would actually start out with a 10.5 or a 13.5 Yep, find I, I can get on board with 10.5. Yeah, find a nice used one. Not not a crappy one. Don't get one of those red track stars off Hobby King that are like 30 bucks. They're garbage. Get a good 10.5 and start out with that. And then you got a bunch of questions from uh, Connor. Connor goes, I would like Joe to explain the relationship with MNRC and the tracks. What MNRC expects of the tracks to do for layout changes and etc. He goes, I see Duluth changes like two turns. Uh, 
so first and foremost, what we expect is we expect the track to be repaired and calcium properly. Th those are the first things. Like Rick's was has been the same layout all year, which is fine. But we expect things repaired, things calcium like they should be. You know what I mean? Sure. Duluth, the issue with Duluth is they lost Torben Mersch. He no longer races. Oh, okay. That's a bummer to hear. I didn't know that. And he was quietly becoming the best track builder in the game. And he didn't like anybody's help. Like a lot of his layouts, like, did you, were you at the dog days race where he made the moguls? No, no, but uh, Trevor Johnson was, and we communicate quite a bit. So this was a couple, he'd... couple years ago. Yep. And these moguls were just sweet. They were like <laughs> uniformed. They were all the same size, same height, all that crap. So now they're just back to dealing with stray volunteers again. So they got it. They have to change what they can change. It's a volunteer basis. Honestly, there's been a lot of drama up there. And they need to... They need more people to step up. They need sure. more people to fall in line, and they need a couple people to go away to get back to good. This year's been funky for some reason. I don't know what the sure. deal is. But, yeah, I get what you mean. But we expect the track repaired, and that's and calciumed. Or if you're not going to calcium, man, you got to stay on top of it, and that's that's a tall order. Um, another one from Connor that you relayed. What would it take to bring a two-wheel drive buggy class back to outdoor? I, I'll, I'm going to give my opinion and you give your opinion. We need a 10-scale outdoor track, plain and simple. Like Shamrock, it's not dirt, but it's a nice 10-scale outdoor track. That's what we need. These big A-scale tracks just, I talked to certain people up there and they up in Duluth where they do have a two-wheel drive buggy class going and it sucks. Everybody says it just sucks. What do you think? Yeah, I'm surprised that it sucks up there. I would think if there's one place that can do it right now, it would have been Lake Superior and then... That'd be because um, generally, as the as the sun goes down, the the moisture comes up in that track. And at least the last time I raced there, it was I had a two wheel drive stadium truck, and it was freaking awesome. Oh, stadium trucks! Yeah, that's a stadium truck, though. Sure. Um, but I mean, I've seen guys like like Verky um, a few years back. He was wheeling the hell out of a modified two-wheel drive buggy there so um you know that that class takes some talent yeah. outdoors oh for sure especially 
Um, like you were saying, yeah, it needs to be a, a tenth scale specific track. So yeah, like an if, eighty by sixty ring. Yeah, like it, yeah, if a place like Jerry's ever wanted to actually run races, I mean that would be a fun place to have tenth scale events. Um, he, yeah, he can. I, I don't. When I had the SSES, I actually talked to him about it, and he cannot run races. It's a huge insurance liability. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yep, I wanted to have a racer because it's a decent track and all that, and a little bit of water would go a long way. We wouldn't have to do nothing weird. But he's like, nope, I don't have the insurance to cover it. I'm like, I have my own liability insurance, and he's still like, nope. Sure. So, so yeah, you need you need somebody really passionate, uh, somebody that doesn't mind throwing their time and money away. Uh, so. We need you, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> Where does Connor live, city-wise? God, he's told me 3,000 times, and I, I can never remember. Uh, it's not, I know it's not terribly far from FTR. He's he's within 45 minutes, I know, of that Is track, like... but, yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Okay. Yeah, I was curious about that. Um... Going to his, his wedding this weekend, but it's not not at his home it's up in Duluth at his father's I believe Ah, I see I see okay Um, let's see here from Tor you're relaying get rid of stock and change it to open question mark 10-5 everywhere and would last for years you're preaching to the choir Tor but people like to spend money yeah you know what I would I would like though, and I'm I'm kind of gonna gonna hold off until everybody makes their move for the indoor season. You know, relating mostly to the 510. Yep. Um, since since Chris did offer that spec buggy class, hopefully a bunch of people get on board with it. Why why can't the rest of us just run two wheel drive open? You're right. I mean, we should strap it. Like you said, you don't need. I put an 8.5 in my car, and that was a handful. Yeah. A 10.5 would do you just fine. Yep. Um, and it, it would be very noticeably different from a stock, for sure. Yep. I, I agree. Yeah, no, we should we should figure that out this winter. But, you know, it'll be like it always has been. We'll run mod for two weeks, and then a couple people drop off, and it'll be over. Right. Hopefully not, but uh, we got one from Alan Smith here. He goes, what's the next RC fad? Who will switch to AE? Who will switch to Techno? Will Mini Truggy stick around for outdoor, or will more durable Pro 4 come back? Your opinion on the Pro 4 Mini Truggy for beginners? Factor, durability, drivability. Hmm. Let's go backwards. That's a lot to chew on. Uh, for For people switching to AE... Why don't you why don't you scroll down our questions a little bit further? It's scroll down and look at one from Kyle Holmberg. Oh crap! I must have missed it. I don't know. You read it. I think I missed it. it. Says it's on the same thread. It's you know your your basic ran out of talent page, but oh, it says w- from from Kyle Holmberg thoughts on Ryan switching to AE this winter. Oh Ryan, which Ryan? Sobchak? No, me. Oh, you? 
Yeah, I'm, I think I might just buy a car from from Kyle for the indoor season. Oh crap! There's a lot of questions you put on here. Yep. Um, your thoughts on yeah? Dude. So there's so there's one more, Al. I'm I'm probably gonna have an AE car this winter. Yeah, I mean it's just easy. So is yeah. Losey, but so is AE. Um, yeah. From Connor, should we all be using plain radios when the best of the best run them overseas? <laughs> It's too late. We should have started with them. If we would have started with them, I would have said yes, 100%. I tried on VRC. Yep. And it took me over an hour to get the thing calibrated correctly. Oh. And I think I lasted 30 seconds before really? I pulled the plug. It was like, I'm never doing that again. Yeah, from Connor. What? Oh, what else? What the F is up with Minnesota having 28 AE drivers? It's not as bad as it used to be, <laughs> believe it or not. No kidding. When Marshall was uh, the team manager, it was um, if you have your hand in Marshall's front pocket helping him play pocket pool, you're on the team. <laughs> um, from Connor, I would also love to know what's the deal with is what 30-minute lower mains in the MNRC. Well, there's 12 guys in that main. Three of them are not going to make it out of that main. Yeah, it sucks. It makes a day a little longer. But if we have the time, run the 30-minute main just so people get their run time in. That's the way we look at it. And also, we used to have intermediate buggy and expert buggy. When we combine them two, we're like, all right, well, let's have the A and Bs be 30 minutes. And then we just said... Well, why not just have the C's be 30 minutes also? I think in the D's, we drop it down a little bit. Yep. Um, can we get can we get back to Al's question? There was like 13 questions yeah, in there. Yeah. I, we didn't I, answer any of them. I just saw, oh, God damn. This is just going out of hand now. People are still on the question thread on the RC group. All right. What's the next RC brand fad? Hmm. <laughs> I want to say Infinity. I want to say Infinity and A-Scale Off-Road. You think they're finally re ready to make their push, huh? They have a car made out of repurposed stuff. Okay. Who will switch to AE? Um, if you're talking pros, dude, they're set. Someone has to leave before someone to for someone to come in, who will switch to techno. C.J. Jellen, that's who. He's not going to stick with that Kyosho nonsense. Uh, will the mini truggy stick around for outdoor, or will more durable Pro Four come back? Short course will not come back. They are more durable, but the mini truggy will stick around after the outdoor season. It'll make it through next winter. The summer of 2020 is where that question comes up big time. Sure. Uh, your opinion, Pro 4 Mini Truggy for beginners. Oh, that one's easy. What do you think? Pro 4 all the way. Pro 4, way more durable, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're more durable for sure. They drive like garbage. Yeah, it's not even it's not even a, a question. The, the fir I think the first thing somebody should be learning how to drive on the track is a four-wheel drive short course. I've always had the opinion, and Senior you holds the same opinion, um, 
but it's not popular anymore, so it's kind of mute. Uh, we always thought the best class for everybody to start out in is stock truck, stadium truck. It's slow, it's stable, they jump well, they handle well. They're cheap. Well, they were cheap back in the day. But it's not really a thing anymore, which is a big shame. Yeah, I, I just think these days you you do the Pro 4 for for you know half a season or something like that get rid until of it you're, until you're going around the track the correct way um, you're not grabbing too much of a handful and then if you want to add a second class yeah then you start learning how to drive a two wheel drive buggy yeah uh, let's see here we got one from Conrad Basie what do you guys look for in a brand when you buy a new car handling support innovation factory drivers what's more important what's more important to yeah, you yeah yeah tell us joe because you buy a different eighth scale every year so but that's just it what i look look at honestly is what kyle and tony are if i have either kyle holmberg or tony sletton if i have the same as one of those guys i'm in good shape yep that's what i look for um it's really the only reason I don't have a JQ. I mean, but it's really support. There you go, support. Because if I break something and I don't have it, I can flip Tony the money for it, and I guarantee he's got whatever I break. Same with Kyle. Sure. And then it's not the it's not the end all be all. Like I I never had any intentions of buying. A Kyosho right. when Kyle was wheeling those cars. I love the A scale buggy when it was a little lazy around the corners, but it was very easy to drive. Sure. They broke very easily, though. Um, What else was I going to say? Yeah, support, though. It's huge. Um, And like Kyle, Kyle PMs me with the brand new setup to try if i get tired of where i'm at right um so yeah that's why i look for and i kind of get what he's he's uh really the only hot bodies driver and hot bodies is an excellent vehicle yep uh, chris morant down in kansas city races like a madman he's been doing pretty well with his hot bodies lately he went from Mugen to Sorsiki to HB. That sore was definitely like um, a little bit downhill for him. But yeah. Ooh, Lathan just added one. I'm interested in tire sauce. I have never tried it, and Omaha used to be my home track. Really? What is in the differences in sauces, liquid wrench or RC specific sauce? How to apply them when in use? I run Proline tires. Um, well, what I like to do is I like to empty out a SXT container and I like to fill it up with a liquid wrench. And I like to use that dauber and I like to put it on the tires and I just let it dry. I probably do it 25 to 30 minutes before I'm up. Um, I clean the surface first, but I don't use a tire bath. I put Simple Green on a rag and wipe them off because if you're using tire sauce, you're on bar tires usually, and that's the simplest way to clean them. 
you can also use a mixture. It's um, one part each of naphtha, xylene, and transmission fluid. That'll put some hair on your nuts, so I don't recommend it. It's more toxic than liquid wrench. Also, if you want to get away from the toxicity of it all, you can use sticky kicks. Sticky kicks is, I'd say, a half step behind liquid wrench. But again, it's non-toxic, and it's specific yep. RC made. I what? use it for my mini truggy because I don't feel that the tire game is as dire yep. in that class as it is two-wheel drive buggy. However, in two-wheel drive buggy, I am still stuck with my um, mixture of a couple different liquid wrenches. Ah, you're doing the mixture. Okay. Yep. But Omaha sauce is a Omaha for sure. Actually, Omaha 510 and Toy Box are a definite place where you sauce. Yep. Um, Tony Tony Anderson just goes tire warmers, LOL. Like I said, when I have an extra 150 bucks, I'm just going to buy a set to troll people. <laughs> I'm going to have them on everything. Even if it doesn't make sense, I'm going to have tire warmers. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put them on my twelfth scale. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, Jake Lander, who won the bidding war for Conrad's Truggy. Oh man, that. Uh, did you see that? Yeah, yeah. He must have left it behind for whatever reason. Yeah, must have had to rush home to get on the Fortnite or whatever the kids are playing these days. Yeah. How do you leave a truggy behind? That's nuts. <laughs> Where'd it go? I'm not seeing the post anymore. Did they take it down? No, there it is. There's, um, I've never heard this name before, but there's this, um, person. There's this person that put up legit big bids they can, uh, thinking it was real. <laughs> right. And the person's got a profile picture picture of a chick with big fake boobs. <laughs> but then you click on it and it's just this um oh what's that guy's name? Ah, uh, the just the ugliest Latino actor. That's who he looks like. The ugliest Latino actor. He was in um, Boogie Nights. The guy the guy from Machete? No, the that's uh Danny Trejo. Yeah, Trejo. Nah, this dude's, he was in, he was also in Waiting. I don't know. I forget his name. I'm not going to look it up. But oh, that's Louis what, Guzman. Yes. Looks yep. like Luis Guzman. <laughs> 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 but it's like, way to get people to click on your profile, dude. <laughs> um, I think that's all for questions. A lot came in right at the end. Oh, I just got a picture of the new... Uh, LSRCC layout. Okay. Looks sweet. Much shorter layout. Oh, man. The steamroller must have broke down because Gary's out there working the manual roller. <laughs> I'll post this up on my Instagram, I think. But it looks fun. Nothing stupid. A little bit of air, but nothing dumb. Looks Looks technical. All right, all right. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. I'll put it up on my... You heard it, people. Yeah. 
Follow me on Instagram at Josie Jr., all lowercase. You might be able to see it then. <laughs> but, yeah, anyways, I think we should end it. Uh, that's about it. And it's a regular length episode. I thought it was going to be a shorter one, but listeners came through with the questions at the last second. Yeah, we can thank them and pat yeah. ourselves on the back a little bit yeah. for a job well done. The questions are my favorite part, I think, when, when we get a good set like that. Sure. So, anyways, uh, I'm Joe Zier Jr., and with me is Ryan Greening, and we've ran out of talent. <laughs>